Talk dirty to me. The Quick and the Dirty with Hillary and Sandra. You're kidding me. Here are things that I have put in my mouth. Uh, oh my God, Hillary. <laughs> it's what everyone is talking about. Get jazzy on. I'm Hillary from Antigua. I'm Sandra from Antigua, and this is the Quick and the Dirty podcast. Did you say that with a little bit of a slur? Oh my God! <laughs> my whole, I'm Sandra. My whole week, I've been masking a slur, and I'm just like, it's just hot, and I'm tired, guys. So Remember that podcast we did about your lisp when you were little? Do you think it's coming out to play now that I'm Antigua? It totally is. All oh, right. So today on the show, we have a very special guest. Yes, we have Edmonton's only stripper who also happens to be a little person and we're going to invite Jimmy on the podcast in a little bit. But first we have to do the quick. Sandra, what's your quick this week? Well, we've been talking about the fact that we're staying at, actually it's been named the most romantic resort in the world in, in Antigua here at mm-hmm. Sandals. And uh, I'm not getting laid this week. <laughs> and <laughs> quite frankly, it's becoming a little problem in my life. Everywhere I go, people are in love. And there's hammocks and there's candlelight dinners and there's palm trees and there's romantic music and I'm here with my girlfriend and it's becoming a bit of a problem. Let's be honest, your girlfriend Deb is more romantic than your husband Tim Bonner could ever be. She's like, she pets you and she she tells you you're beautiful. (laughs) And in the last podcast, we talked about the fact that she's my greatest PR person. Doesn't Sandra's hair look good? She's your hype woman. She's my hype woman. You are a disaster and then she follows up and spins the PR to make you seem like some sort of gem. (laughs) So the other night I come back to the room and you know how they have the turn down service where they turn down your bed Mm -hmm. and they put like a little um, note, an uplifting note on your bed that's something really nice, a quote, and they put the romantic, sexy music on the radio. We unplugged ours. (laughs) It's like Kenny G, like 24-7 Kenny G on the radio. I mean, I was actually good to go, but Deb wasn't having it. I was so close. I'm like, you know what, Deb? Nobody needs to know. Let's just do this, all right? Your lips look so luscious. It's it's just a really difficult thing, and I normally I'm dead from the waist down, but something something about this place just brings me alive. You know what? Until recently, we were struggling a little bit with the. There's a lot of pressure to be romantic here because yeah. everybody seems so in love, and there are so many beautiful people. Yes. That I have had a full meltdown this week about <gasps> not being beautiful enough. No, you have not. Yeah. And I like didn't want my boyfriend to touch me at the beginning we like slept on opposite sides of the bed and it was just so much pressure to be romantic and he's you know okay first of all everybody here not to get into like an i love you hillary mode but let's do that for just two seconds if you if you don't mind everybody is telling me how gorgeous you look this week and if if everybody isn't telling you that's a travesty that's because i'm a high maintenance bitch that's true (laughs) i literally if you look in our closet my boyfriend brought four shirts and a pair of shorts, and I brought two to three outfits a day. <laughs> so you just, you put a lot of effort in and you just don't feel like you're getting it's the payback that you It's because I'm insecure. Ah, oh, honey, just keep <laughs> drinking. It'll go away. I promise Fair. it will. I promise it will. Well, I, are you getting any at least this week? Because I know what I'm getting. It started slow, but we've caught up. Strong finish? Strong finish. I'm very excited to I don't to like that, that term. No, strong finish? <laughs> Why? What's wrong with a strong finish? It's uncomfortable. <laughs> Everything about you is uncomfortable. <laughs> it's true. Everything. So I have one more thing for the quick. What? I um, I misspoke uh, at a bar yesterday and propositioned a waiter. Oh, hello. <laughs> I misread the title of beer. It's called Bass Beer. B-A-S-S. But it's in cursive. 
and I thought it was balls. And so I ordered his balls. <laughs> Did he serve them up? No. He looked at my right friend Would you like door. them cold or would you like them warm, honey? <laughs> He looked at my boyfriend next to me and he didn't know how to answer. And he was like, oh no, it's one of those couples that's really into the swinging. And Would he have given you his balls? Maybe. I mean, I he kind of giggled. He was really in shock. And of course, I'm sitting next to my boss. Of course. And he's it was just, just like, awful. Oh God. It was so embarrassing. Oh God. Well, you know what? I, yeah. Balls. <laughs> This is what happens when girls say the word balls, Jimmy. Things get that, weird fast. Is that what happens? <laughs> so, it's time. Is it it's time? time. It's, it's time. time. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce to you, as I mentioned before, Edmonton's only and possibly Canada's only, although we haven't officially checked that um, out. My The agency I work for did, and there's no registered so you are a pop- Ma- uh, I'm a midget male exotic dancer. A midget male exotic dancer. Please welcome to the Quick and the Dirty podcast, Jimmy White. Hi, Jimmy. <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> Jimmy, can I just start off by asking how tall are you? I'm four foot and three eighths of an inch. <laughs> but who's counting, right? Yeah, I am. Okay. <laughs> that three eighths is very important. It means I'm breathing in the pool or I'm not. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, why do you call yourself a midget? We're not supposed to use that oh, word it, anymore. It's politically incorrect. It is incorrect. And when you say but, it, it makes me cringe a little bit because yeah. it goes wrong. But let me ask you a question, though. Uh, it's more of a statement than a question, I guess. And maybe I've had too much of this, too. <laughs> I gave Jimmy his first mimosa. Things are getting weird. <laughs> so, so he can be a bougie bee. That's so, right. Like the rest of like us. Like the rest so, of so us. So the thing is, I've heard the word midget for, you know, 40 years. Okay. And it doesn't offend me. And it's kind of an icebreaker because, like, if I say, hey, you know, I'm a male midget dancer, people are like, are you allowed to say midget? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I am. Do you find that people are uncomfortable, maybe, that they they might offend you? So if you break the ice by getting rid of all the That's, offensive stuff, then it's, like, very easy? Yes. I I've always have these uh, short jokes that I always throw out and and... Other people I work with get really annoyed by the same short jokes over and over right? again. Right. But new people never hear those same But I get sh- that. You're jokes. you're un- you're trying to sort of unnerve the people that are around you and make them comfortable. And you're also taking power over the situation too, because when you use the word midget, it's your word and you get yeah. to say whatever you want to say. Like I, I I walk down the street and people are like, Hey, there's a midget. Me and my buddy are like, Where? so i have a confession to make james okay uh i am i feel really bad about this drinking heavily yes but i have for quite some time had a little bit of a fear of little people because i tend to say the wrong things at the wrong time and i had a terrible experience in my 20s where i feel like i made someone feel really bad so when i first saw you on the resort I avoided you because I didn't want to say the wrong thing. And I'm so glad that you're here today so that I can overcome my fear of offending you because you're not. A- you're not the first person to be afraid of little people, by the way. I've actually, like we, I've done a stunt before where we call it a scare down where we go track down people. They call me up and say, hey, I want you to scare my friend. They're afraid of little people. Mm-hmm. So I hide in a box, 
jump out. I saw a lady run for three miles. Like a jack in the box? Like, like, Jimmy like, in the you know, box? Jimmy like in the she, box. she goes to move the box. The box opens. I come running out in a clown mask, and she ran for two miles. And... And my friends are like, you can come back. He's he's in the car. Are are you sure they're sneaky little dudes? Are you sure? No, he's in the car. So that really helped with their fear then, right? Uh, no, they still they uh, don't talk to us anymore. I don't get it. <laughs> All right, Hillary, what did you say to a little person that I, ruined that ruined? I it for didn't, you? in fact, really say anything. So when I was in my twenties, I was dating a guy who lived in a condo, and I went to visit him one day, and I knew that there was a family of little people who lived in a building somewhere. Okay. And there were twin girls, and then a brother, and the parents, and they were all little except the brother. And I was in the elevator one day, the doors were about to close, and the girls were coming running for the elevator. And, you know, hold the elevator like a normal person would, like you're, I wasn't doing anything special. I would have done it for anyone. Of course. Hold the elevator, they get in, I'm standing in front of the buttons. So what do you do? Someone else is in the elevator, it's a smaller elevator. I said, what floor do you want? What floor do you want? Right? Okay. They look at me, they glare at me like I have insulted them more than anything else. And they say, how dare you? We can get it ourselves. Sadly, they lived in the penthouse. Oh, God. And one of the sisters climbed the other to hit the penthouse button and then stared at me like I was the worst person the whole way up. And I'm terrified now because I don't feel like I did anything wrong. Okay, and I w- okay just so you know, it's not you, it's them. It is, 100%. Because I've, uh, you know, I don't ask for help. But if someone offers it, I'll go, okay, yeah, sure, no problem, yeah, that button. Uh, but I didn't intend it in that way. It was just like I would have done it for Sandra, who's eight, eight feet but, tall and a gorgeous glamazon. Some people get in their own way. You know, they think that, you know, people are looking at them differently. Like, hey, uh, you know, can I pick that up for you? You drop your pen. You know, oh, you know, the same thing. Like, that's the kind of people... They have a problem with themselves, and they think other people do, too, in some cases. So they haven't gotten over the fact. Like, I dated a—we've a, talked about this on the podcast before. I dated a blind lawyer. Right. And he was, like, the first to make fun of his situation. He called himself daredevil. Everything was a joke. Like, And it, it made life very easy and open and fun. And— I don't know. I don't know what the better answer is for Well, people. you know, they say that sometimes humor is a defense mechanism yeah. to mask pain and so on. I've used it many, many times in my life when I'm having a bad day. I'll, I'll joke around a lot just to cover the fact that I'm in a lot of pain. And, you know, you probably haven't had it as easy as you would like us to think you would. I haven't, but I've got past it. Yeah. It's not, it's not something that holds me back. It's actually something that pushes me forward. You know, uh, I'm the only little person in my family, and I'm the only one that my parents thought that I would be depending on them all my life, and I'm the only one that lives in a totally different city. I'm the only one that has my own career. I do all these things, and I don't ask for help. So not only does uh, James, not only is he a professional Midget stripper, his own description. But you have a successful career in radio. Yes, I work on a morning show in Edmonton. Right, and, and you've been this, you've been a broadcaster for years now. Yeah, I've, I've worked uh, in Edmonton for since about what year is it? 
2011. How many of those mimosas? Oh, Jimmy. Does alcohol affect you differently? <laughs> uh, no, it's just a lot of it before breakfast is not necessary. <laughs> I, had to, I had three beer on our show. He did, actually. I'm like, I'm going to bring you a mimosa. What's a mimosa? Oh, Jimmy. Mimosa. It's going to get real, oh. real quick. So, Jimmy, I mean, you, you've been a broadcaster for a really, really long time. I've seen you with your morning crew at Edmonton. Are You a, You must be a star in Edmonton. Uh, people love me in Edmonton uh, because, like, like, the three of us, we go out places People have no idea who Lachlan is, have no idea who Grant is. We're on the show together. Right. And they're like, hey, Jimmy, how's it going? <laughs> well, and, and they're that. so mean to you. Grant was wearing a shirt yesterday, your co-host, that said, oh. I've had it up to here with Jimmy, and okay. there's a line on the belly and an arrow. <laughs> Just so you know, that was my Christmas present to him. <laughs> I had those made. Like, like so many That's people, awesome. so many people think they're mean to me. <laughs> yeah. And nine times out of ten, it's my idea. Was it your idea to almost drown in the ocean the other day? Which time? You when they were tossing you like okay, a... Okay. Didn't they toss like, you five times into the ocean? No, no, they just to- tossed me once. It just took them a long time to do it. But <laughs> but it's just, they're like, do something crazy. And I'm like, okay, guys, toss me. Dwarf <laughs> tossing is illegal in Alberta. So oh we wanted God. to uh, we wanted not to here. try it there. But not here. Uh, and you did Aquafit yesterday. I heard that was a bit of a challenge. It, it was a bit of a challenge because they get you to, you know, put your hands under your bum to do certain things. And my hands don't reach that far. So, yeah, there was challenges there. And I and where everybody else, the the water was up to, you know, just above their chest or, uh, or just below. It was up at my ears. <laughs> So you were gasping for air a couple of times. Uh, a couple of times, but uh, I could really jump underwater, though. I heard, a, <laughs> I heard a rumor. I heard a rumor, and correct this if it's incorrect or wrong, whatever, that you put on a beret and go into the pool and say that you're a French tickler. I don't remember that. I could have done it, and I might have been drunk. But, you know, Someone people, told pe- me that, and I went, oh, my God, I want to get tickled by Jimmy. Like, like people do, like, sometimes when I drink alcohol, especially starting at 10 o'clock in the morning, uh, yeah, crazy things do happen, and then I get videos later. (laughs) Okay, Jimmy, I got to ask, has anybody really hurt you? Like, I mean, you talk about turning your situation into a positive one, and you've done that better Um, than anyone I've ever seen, but there must have been a time that somebody hurt you. uh, In school, yes. I was was, uh, bullied extensively, like I was beat up to the point of being put in the hospital a couple of times. There just oh aren't the God. protections was, back then that there are now, right? Yeah, I was stuffed in a locker upside oh. down. And there was a lot of crazy things. And the funny, uh, like, I had a defense mechanism when I was uh, younger. I would retaliate with my mouth. So, you know, you call me something, you call me a midget. I'd call, I'd say your mother's ugly. You know, um, you know they they throw me in a garbage can. I'd punch somebody, and then you know balls. You know. We can say balls. We're past that point okay. now. Yeah, we've okay. already said it enough on the oh, podcast. Oh yeah, I was just being careful. Everyone's being so careful. Me not to offend anyone, and Jimmy not to swear. Like we're on radio sometimes. You know. I know. I know. You have to be aware. So, do you ever bump into someone that you went to high school with or in school with? And have, has anyone ever said, "You know what, Jimmy? I'm sorry, I was a jerk." That's that's a funny story because uh, when I was in uh, junior high, there was these three guys that terrorized me the whole time. 
And then we were in high school and something had changed for them. And they came up to me and said, hey, you know what, uh, Jimmy, you know, I'm so sorry for uh, picking on you. You know, I hope you forgive me. You know, I promise never to let anything like that happen again. And we're still friends. And this, like I graduated in 94. So like I still hear from these guys and they realized that maybe they pushed it a little bit too far and they wanted my forgiveness. And, you know, there's only one way is to forgive. And then that way I could forget about it. Okay, well, I'm gonna You're cry gonna now. Make me Sorry, cry. Jimmy, Sorry. Yeah, this got real, real yeah, quick. It did, but you, I'm sure. I mean, it's ups and downs constantly. But like I say, when you when you call yourself a midget and you make jokes, you're controlling the narrative. You really like, are. Like the thing is, is there's nothing. And I've had I've had people, you know, drunk and say things to me, mm-hmm. and I'll say, you know, you can't say or do anything to me that hasn't already been done, and, you know, do what you're gonna do. I've had a couple of people to challenge me to a fight and say, hey, I'm going to, I can, you know, I can beat you up and like twice your size. And I'm like, yeah, but one of two things could happen. You know, I know how to defend myself. So either you beat me up and you look like an a-hole to everybody yeah, else. Yeah, like what right? does that say about you be, as a because person? Because you just, you just beat up a little person. Or I know how to defend myself and I beat you up and you look like a <laughs> wuss. This like, is lose lose, bud. Like, That's right. which, which, which way do you want this to go? <laughs> oh my god! All right, Jimmy, I have to ask you. I've been I've been waiting for ten minutes. I need to talk about the stripping right now. And how is it? Okay. I, by the way, I just had a brief conversation with Jimmy the other day, and he mentioned that you know you've done wrestling, you've done stripping, whatever. I, I want to get into all of it, but let's just start off with the stripping. Okay. okay. Start from the beginning. Okay, how it happened is at one of the previous radio stations I worked at, they actually called one of my coworkers on a different show and said, hey, you know, we're looking for uh, a midget to, for a stagette. And he just has to wear a suit and come in. And I'm like, okay, so it was a party bus of 21 women. Sweet. Okay. Sounds perfect. So it's, it's, it sounded good at the time. I, I, was, I, wasn't, I, I wasn't a stripper at that point. And then I go on and I'm doing like a bit of a strip tease, and they're like, they're all those are coming off. Oh my god! And, like, like and you're a, like, oh my god, they are. And oh, they and I wasn't taking them off fast enough. I had one t-shirt ripped. I had, I had once the buttons were missing. I'm still actually missing a t-shirt. I think one of them kept it. So let me just ask: Do you go full frontal, or what do you wear? What do you I, take off? Talk to me. I go. I go to uh, a, a G-string. No full frontal? No. Now, do you have to do some inflation before? That's why I go to the G's ring. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't do any... Uh, <laughs> He's trying so hard to be PC right Can now. Can I just say Jimmy? I, just... I, don't, I don't do any augmentation. Oh, Jimmy. He's the real thing. I just, because for a second there, I saw you wipe a little sweat off your brow, and I was like, where is this going, Jimmy? <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of wondering where that's going, too. You know, and, I, and I do things different than a lot of other male dancers uh, with the fact that... Uh, I straddle the women when I'm dancing, kind of like like they'll be sitting on a chair and I'll stand on the chair on either side. Right. You know, oh my God, that's like oh my God, I see where you're. <laughs> oh so she's getting a faceful, is what I, you're saying. <laughs> either side. <laughs> 
my God. Kimmy, there's a the part visual. of me that really wants you to just to dance for me right now, but I won't make you, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> we that, don't have respect for Sandra now. <laughs> that, makes, that makes really bad radio doing a strip show. It really show. does. It really yeah. does. Okay, so you've, you've done the stripping thing, and tell me about the wrestling. Okay, I did, I did mid, uh, midget wrestling in Ontario. I, I used to work with a little person basketball team, and a lot of them were uh, wrestlers. Okay. So they trained me how to wrestle. And so I did some, you know, in the ring. Like, you know, I do some, uh, like, as a character there. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of acting. You know, you you play a character. You're a good right. guy. You're a bad guy. Like, I was I was called the uh, Little Ninja. I was called the Tabor Kid because I grew up in Tabor, Alberta. Amazing. And what were the costumes like? Humiliating or amazing? Did you okay, wear a leech or a mask? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm in radio. I'm a stripper, so no, there really is no humiliation in wrestling. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, so you're past that. What was your signature move? Uh, <laughs> Are you but, still talking about stripping? <laughs> Did you straddle your appointment? Give him a faceful. <laughs> no, there was there was a move I used to do. Uh, we called it the Rolling Thunder. Yeah. Where where I'd I'd do a cartwheel. I can't do them as well now, and I'd it'd bounce my my bum off the. Uh, the bottom, mm-hmm. bottom or middle rope. It depends on how high the ropes were. And then I'd land back on my feet, jump in the air, and do a reverse clothesline. <laughs> That's actually pretty impressive. Like, yeah. you're an athlete. I used to be. Then I started in radio, and I became an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the rest of us, Jimmy. Yeah, again, making fun of it so nobody else can. <laughs> That's right. Jimmy, tell me about your love life. It's a short story because there's really not much to it. Really? I don't date much. I'm just kind of... It's hard even just working this schedule of mornings because you're on opposite schedules of everybody else yeah. who wants to live a life. Yeah, when it comes to women, I don't do well. If, that surprises uh, if, if me. My, you're a bit of a charmer. I am, but I end up turning into everybody's buddy. Oh, they put you in the friend zone. I'm always in the buddy zone. Oh, that's terrible. As, as a chubby girl, I get the friend zone. I uh, I invented the friend zone. Are you kidding me? Me too. Are I was you kidding me? You yeah. are not friend zoneable. Like, you I, are the glamour, the most no, glamorous woman. I was woman in the friend I zone ever. all the time. I had a, I I grew up with the most beautiful friend. She was a drop dead gorgeous girl, and I was always the fat funny friend. And I was the one who lured in the men, and then she took them away from me. There's that's, a lot of pain behind this humor, girl. I'm telling you. I was that that's too. Kind of, that's me too, actually. Yeah, you'd lure in the lure them in and have a great time, and then uh, your other friends would date them. Yeah, that's pretty much my life. And so did you ever have a serious relationship? Uh, uh, I've had, I've uh, dated a few women. I had a really serious relationship when I was younger and, uh. Heartbroken and uh, Yeah, but it, but it's not, it's not, it's more sad than it is anything. Uh, she passed away when I was like 14, so. Oh my God. That's just. That's tragic. Awful. That's tragic, and that's something no one should ever have to go through. But that's kind of what happens when you, you know, fall for someone that you're both in the hospital at the same time. Oh, what were you uh, in the hospital for? Uh, when I was uh, when I was a kid, I had a condition called hydrocephalus, which is fluid buildup on the brain. So right. they had to put in a shunt. It's a, a, yeah. called a ventricular peritoneal shunt. So they do a surgery. They put it in the back of your head, and I was actually in in the hospital for testing before. 
the surgery and then she was like there at around the same time and you guys became close and I, like you... really close like uh, we you know brought each other present and like it was just then you know i come out of the hospital uh, out of the surgery and I'm the first one that she's the first one I see other than my parents. And then it was reverse, you know. She You're breaking my heart, Jimmy. She wasn't feeling well, and the only one that was allowed in the room, like even her brothers or sisters weren't allowed, but I was. And how long was your romance? A couple of years. You're breaking my heart too, Jimmy. So now when you date women, and are they just, as they say, quick and dirty relationships? (laughs) Yeah, not a lot of dirty, but yeah. <laughs> but you know what it is too. I mean, I have pe- I have a lot of friends in the transgender community who will tell me that um, and, and that they have trouble meeting people too, only because they are viewed as uh, people that people in the fetish community would be interested in. Do you have the same problem? Yeah, like it's more like, of a like fetish, it's, and it's a very sad like, thing to even say out loud because there's nothing. There it just shouldn't be anything fetish about a human being. But but what what I've found with with women. Uh, is is the fact that they are bothered, or even like even my family, uh, a lot of people are bothered by the stares, by the looks, by the comments, by everything else. I'm not, and then it makes them uncomfortable, and then you know it the it does get a little intense. You know, I experienced that a little bit with the blind lawyer. We would travel a lot, and you'd get people kind of looking at you or wondering because you know you're, there's someone on my arm. I'm giving him out loud directions on where to walk and what to do and but you just gotta get over it i mean he was yeah. one of the best people i've ever met in my entire life like but, it didn't but, work out but but it's it's sometimes like you know sometimes it's their baggage almost as much as it is mine because they're a little self-conscious themselves and you know having getting over that and then okay yeah you know people are saying okay i'm five foot ten and he's four foot and three eighths and <laughs> You're but, but who's counting <laughs> that but, just makes me so mad but that you've been through that it but makes it's, me mad but it's life like it's it's something that i don't dwell on it's not something i really focus on because if you focus on all the negative crap then you miss like here right if you if i'm you know, depressed and angry all the time, I'm not going to see the palm trees or I'm not going to see the beach or I'm not going to see, you know, the women walking around with the bikinis that I'm eye level to their bums, you know. <laughs> Life is sweet. You just have to look for it. Yeah. yeah. Like you got to find the positive in everything. So back in Edmonton, I'm sure there's a, there's a community like in any other city of little people. Um, do you, do you, no. Do you get any mail or whatever people saying that they look up to you? Sorry, bad choice of words. But people who, you know what I mean, who, who idolize I have, you because... I, no, I get the exact opposite. I get a lot of people thinking that I'm a sellout because I do all these crazy things. Like I'll do a video, a video series of me in my underwear doing stuff in my apartment. You know, I'll do, like, with the fact that I'm a... a that sounds compelling, by the yeah. way. <laughs> it really does. It, it, I watch it. I'll send you a link. Okay. Okay, so, um, <laughs> like, or with the fact that I'm a stripper. You right. know, it, You know, it's the same, like... like They're being, slut-shaming you. Yeah, they but, are. But that's, but that's the <laughs> thing. Like, a lot, of, a lot of people, like, look at, like, with the fact that I'm a stripper, are like, yeah, you're, you know... The same thing that other dancers would go through too. You get looked at in in a stereotypical way, or mm-hmm. however which way you want to put it, and that's kind of what I deal with. Like 
uh, on St. Patrick's Day. I dress up as a leprechaun. I get hired by bars basically to go party, party for 12 hours, and they pay me big money to do that, and people are looking at me like I'm exploiting myself. Right. I, I but you have to put but, but yourself, like, like you, you, people put you through so much garbage. Why shouldn't you profit off those jerks? But the thing is, I'm comfortable with it. I didn't, like, I'm comfortable with people giving me a high five because I was dressed as a leprechaun, you know, standing on a bar throwing gold coins and drinking and getting paid to do what they're what they're doing and i'm good with it if people have a if other people have a problem other little people tall people whatever that's their crap not mine yeah do you um do you ever feel um like you say that people are, are you say that they say that you're a sellout but whoever said that you were a role model did you sign up to be one uh no, no, you didn't. You just signed up to be Jimmy. Jimmy on the radio. Jim, Jimmy the wrestler. Jimmy the stripper. You're just Jimmy. But people, I think people have put these expectations on you because you're in the public eye. So they figure you have an opportunity to become the spokesperson for the little person community. But did you get the memo? No, I didn't no, get the memo. No, I don't think you got I, I, the memo. And if I did, I probably t- deleted it out of my inbox. You probably did. I'm just saying that, you know, I, I say that all the time about singers like Rihanna, Britney Spears, and they say, you're not a good role model. Well, when the hell did they ever say they were? You know, just because right. they represent women or young women and they are sexual, they get they get a lot of heat for being that way. So I just, I just find that, ooh, I almost dropped my mimosa there. Ooh, it's okay, I saved it. Uh, I'm just saying that perhaps it's unfair. I think so. Unless you've come forward and said, I stand for this, and then you do the opposite. Right. Jimmy, you stand for nothing. Let's just say it. No, I actually (laughs) do stand for something. And one thing that I've always stood for is not bullying. Uh, Right. Like, like you see it all the time, and I talk about it. Like, on our show, people think that, you know, the other guys I work with, because they do make fun of me quite a bit on air, that they're bullying me. But what they don't realize is nine times out of ten— I cue them up for it. Nine times out of ten, they do it out of respect and just for funny. And they've never, if they've, they cross a line, then they back off. And that is the true sign of respect is, yeah, you can make fun of someone to a point, but if you bother them, that's when you're crossing that line. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Tell me about the one out of ten times where they do cross the line. Jimmy, what's your line? I haven't had too many. What's the one? Uh, I was really worried when I got duct taped in the back of a truck. Oh, my God. Oh dear uh, Lord. What's uh, wrong with people? <laughs> no, I had to throw a pumpkin out the window. We were trying to smash it. I had to going at, it, uh, you know, uh, 50 uh, okay. kilometers an hour. And that I was kind of worried about. And then I saw the video later. And sometimes they cross they cross the line at the initial until I see the video or I hear about it, and I'm like, okay, I'd watch that. Right. <laughs> and you're then, the star. Like yeah, you like, are the star. Like the thing is, is like the first thought is, yeah, that's a little bit far until you see the video, and I'd be like, no, I'd watch that. <laughs> <laughs> so whereas the, some people would say that they're exploiting you, you're just more like that friend who'll do anything for a laugh. Like, really, yes. because we all have that I, one friend who just doesn't know where their line is. That's pretty much me. I, like, I, I love making people laugh. I love people having, making fun or having fun. If it's making fun of me, eh, I'm good with it. 
You know, I make fun of other people too, you know. Now, have you been in that situation? I know I have with people that I've worked with who've crossed the line. And then when you tell them that they've crossed the line, they're like, what are you talking about? It's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I've had people who haven't respected my line before. And, and don't forget, you're talking to two women too, so who've, who've, who've gone up the ranks in a male dominated world. Um, so yeah, yeah. I've, I've been in that place before where I've been mansplained and oh. all of those things. Oh, and you, where, where they're like, yeah. You're overreacting. You're this. Oh, and that, I've been. And the other I've thing. been told that I'm on my period. Oh, you must be on your period, and it'll be like, mm, no, or or you must be going. You you are you going through menopause, old lady? You know, I've I've had it all. All that stuff. Yeah. You know that people try to diminish the or way you feel. You're just emotional. Yeah, I agree. I am oh. emotional. <laughs> I am emotional now. I'm just really. Yes, mad. I am, and you should respect that. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. But but that's their crap, not yours. I agree See, with that's that. The thing. They, if, if it's at that point, it's not, you're not the problem. It's them getting their heads right. And sometimes in a case like that, you have to kind of reverse it on them, do something that makes them uncomfortable. And they're like, hey, you've crossed a line. And I'm like, well... Ten minutes ago, you uh, you just told me that I was emotional. You know, I think you need to add another little moniker to your name card. You are a the only registered male stripper who happens to be a midget. You are a radio host. You are possibly our new therapist. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, I need to get on a couch after this with you. <laughs> We're still whoa, talking whoa, about whoa, there. Whoa, 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 yeah, that yeah, happened. Yeah, I, I, I don't do that. <laughs> That's Jimmy's line right there. Sorry, Jimmy. I'll, you know what I meant. <laughs> Jimmy's like, oh, girl, no. <laughs> well, I think it's time to hit some more mimosas. So uh, I think that wraps up this episode of The Quick yeah. and the Dirty live from Sandals Grand Antigua. What a beautiful atmosphere to uh, share your story. And thank you so much for being so understanding and lovely and hilarious and all of those things. And a little drunk. <laughs> I'll meet you at the swim up bar. Deal? Oh, I'm going there. Okay, perfect, Jimmy. We love you. And don't forget to follow The Quick and the Dirty on social. Instagram at Hillary on air at Sandra Kiss 1053. Twitter at Hillary Welch at Sandra Kiss 1053 and Facebook at Quick and Dirty Podcast. If you've got a question for us, you can email us at thequickandthedirty at gmail.com.